0: In this episode of the Audacity Channel podcast, let's turn our attention away from podcasting to ACX audiobook narration, and let's talk about some tools within Audacity that are specifically designed for ACX audiobook narrators. Hey friends, Mike Adams here with the Audacity Channel podcast. If you're an ACX audiobook narrator, Audacity has a lot of tools available for you to help you succeed as an ACX audiobook narrator. ACX has its own list of requirements that we need to adhere to when we're creating an audiobook, and Audacity has those things built into it, ready to go, so that you can succeed in your ACX audiobook narration. Now, in this episode, I'm not going to talk about hardware. I'm not going to talk about microphone placement or room treatments. All of those are important. And those are topics that will be dedicated specifically to season two of this podcast. But today, I want to talk to you about some of the tools that are available within the Audacity software itself to help you succeed as an ACX audiobook narrator. In addition to the tools that I'm going to run you through in this episode, Audacity also now, as you know, supports real-time stackable effects. And that opens up a plethora of options for you and I in our audiobook narration because we can now add VST2 and VST3 effects to our audiobook chapters. And that's an incredibly powerful option for us as audiobook narrators. One of the requirements of ACX is that our RMS level of our audio meet a certain standard. ACX requires that our RMS level be between a negative 23 dB to a negative 18 dB. When you're looking at an Audacity waveform, the RMS value is that blue section within the middle of the waveform. I'm assuming that you're using the standard color scheme within Audacity when I say that. This is easier to see in music sometimes than it is in spoken word content. So if you have a piece of music that you can open up and look at the waveform, you'll see very specifically that there's a light blue section within the middle of the uh, waveform that runs through the entire length of the waveform. And that's the RMS value. RMS simply is a reference to the average audio at that moment in time. I mean, there's peaks and there's valleys, there's highs and there's lows in our loudness. That changes all the time. But the average loudness needs to stay consistent for ACX. And again, ACX requires that it be between a negative 23 dB up to a negative 18 dB. I like to set mine at a negative 20 dB just because I like kind of landing almost in the middle of that range. It gives me a little bit of playroom. And the way that we get there is by selecting our waveform and then going to the effect drop down menu and looking at loudness normalization. And remember, you have to have the track selected before you do this, or it'll give you a little error and say, nice try, try again. And once we open up our loudness normalization, we have a drop-down window right in the middle of that window that opens up that has two options. Perceived loudness is LUFS. It's the perceived loudness of our file from beginning to end. It's the long-term perceived loudness. We use that in podcasting, but that's irrelevant for ACX. Instead, we can open up that drop-down window and select RMS. And then you can type in a value that you want there. Mine has a negative 20 dB, like I said a moment ago. And once I set that to a minus 20 dB or whatever value you're going to set yours at, you can click apply and it will adjust that RMS value of your waveform to whatever value you have in there. It's just that simple. And once you do that, depending on your original audio and what your peaks are doing, you might see a little bit of clipping. It's at that point that you can come back in and apply the limiter. So when we apply the limiter to that track, we're looking for a target peak of less than a negative 3 dB because negative 3 dB is the ACX standard for audiobooks. I usually put mine down to 3.5 just so I have a little bit more headroom, a little bit more area to play. But ACX requires that it not be higher than a negative 3 dB. So with your track still selected, you can apply that limiter in whatever way you want to apply it, a soft limit or a hard limit. To a negative 3.0 or negative 3.5 or 3.2 or 4.0 whatever you desire to do and then click apply and just that quick i have set my acx standard for my audiobook chapter to the proper rms level and the proper peak value something else that audacity requires as far as a standard is the sample rate or as audacity calls it your project rate you can see what that is down in the lower left corner of your user interface. ACX requires that that sample rate be set at 44,100 Hertz, or 44.1 kilohertz. That means that your audio is being sampled 44,100 times per second. If you have 48,000 in there, it's not going to pass ACX's requirements for audiobooks. That needs to be set to 44.1. Your bit depth can be whatever you want it to be 16 bit, 24 bit, 32 bit float. That's irrelevant. But that sample rate has to be at a 44.1 kilohertz. So when you recorded your chapter initially, you want to make sure that you recorded it at 44.1 kilohertz. And again, that'll be reflected in the bottom left corner of your user interface. You'll be able to see it there at a glance. You can also set your preferences in Audacity to always record at 44.1 kilohertz. This ensures that when you start a new chapter for ACX audiobooks, that it by default is going to record at 44.1 kilohertz. So you can basically set it and forget it. And then another option that ACX requires for audiobook narration has to do with noise floor. We can define noise floor as the amount of noise that a device produces with no signal present. In other words, if I back away from this microphone, and let's say I leave the room but leave the microphone on, then the noise that's being produced by this microphone itself, as well as the surrounding room tone, is going to contribute to my noise floor. Other things in my recording chain are also going to contribute to my noise floor. If I'm using an audio interface, it's going to inject a certain amount of noise into my chain, into my recording chain. If I'm speaking through an XLR microphone, like I am right now, into an audio interface, which is going to be required if I'm using an XLR microphone, and then into my computer, my microphone is generating a certain amount of noise. My audio interface is generating a certain amount of noise. My computer itself is generating a certain amount of noise. Plus the room tone or the noise in my room is contributing a certain amount of noise. All of that contributes to the noise floor. ACX requires that our noise floor be a minus 60 dB or lower. Not silent, but a minus 60 dB or lower. In fact, if we start inserting silence in our waveform for ACX, it's not going to pass the ACX requirements because silence will be rejected. It sounds unnatural, and it's not going to pass the stringent requirements of ACX when we upload our chapter. So our noise floor needs to be somewhere below a minus 60 dB, but not silent. This is why when I set up Audacity initially, I went into Preferences and I changed the range of my meter toolbar so that I could see down to a minus 84 dB. Because when you first install Audacity, the meter toolbar is only set to go down to a minus 60 dB. But as an ACX audiobook narrator, we need to see what's below minus 60 dB. So I changed mine to a minus 84 And now with version 3.2.4, you can expand your meter toolbar out bigger and it will stay that way after you close your project. The next time you come back in and open it, that meter toolbar will be right where you left it. So I have my meter toolbars taking up close to half of the top of my user interface just to give me a little more clarity on what's going on. And that way I can see more clearly with a little bit more precision what's happening below a minus 60 dB. So let's recap this real quick. ACX requires that our RMS value be between a negative 23 dB and a negative 18 dB. I can set that in Audacity using the RMS value of my loudness normalization. ACX also requires that my peak values within my waveform, within the chapter that I'm recording, not exceed a negative 3 dB. I can put a limiter on it in Audacity to make sure that that meets that standard. The noise floor is a little bit different. It's going to be determined by your environment and by your hardware. And there's a definite skill there in knowing how to use good microphone technique and how to sound treat a room. And again, we're going to be talking in detail about those things in season two of this Audacity Channel podcast, which kicks off on March 1st. But once I have those three things set, and it looks like I'm meeting those requirements in my waveform in the chapter that I've just recorded, And that I've just edited, I can select that entire chapter and I can invoke ACX Check. ACX Check is a plugin that can be downloaded and installed from the Audacity website. And once it's installed and enabled through Plugin Manager, it shows up in the Analyze drop down menu. So if I select the track that I'm working on and I think, well, I've got everything set here for ACX, I can open the Analyze drop down window and select ACX Check and it will tell me if I meet the ACX requirements for my channel. It tells me the peak level and whether or not it's a, it's a passing level. It tells me the RMS level and whether or not it passes ACX, and it gives me information about the noise floor. If any of these fail, it tells me why it failed. In addition, ACX Check will also look at the sample rate that you used, and if you didn't use 44, 100 hertz. It won't tell you it passed or failed, but it'll give you a warning in that box that opens up and says, hey, you didn't uh, do this right. You didn't use the 44100 sample rate. So the ACX Check plugin is a really good tool to analyze your file for ACX before you upload it. And you can use the information that ACX Check gives you to make any corrections that need corrected before you upload your MP3 file. And your MP3 file that you upload also has some specifications that need to be met. First of all, your chapter can't be more than two hours long. Next, it has to have a bitrate of 192 kilobits or above. And the bitrate has to be constant. It can't be a variable bitrate. The ACX Check plugin doesn't check for those things, so you'll need to do that manually. When you export your file as an MP3, you'll have options to set those values. So make sure you set them, or when you upload your MP3 to ACX, it's not going to pass the required parameters. So while we're on the topic of ACX audiobook production using Audacity, let me remind you of of my course that I teach by that same name, ACX Audiobook Production Using Audacity. You can find it at the Audacity Bootcamp at audacitybootcamp.com. And I cover how to meet these requirements that I spoke of and much more in that course. We talk at length about room tone, noise floor, and file size. We talk about the ACX standard for RMS loudness, as well as sample rate and uploading in mono versus stereo. I also show you in that course how to set up the Audacity preferences that can be set up in advance to help you succeed as an ACX audiobook narrator. I show you how to use punch and roll to correct a mistake as you're recording. I show you how to apply equalization, RMS loudness, compression, the limiter, the de-clicker, and ACX check. And then I show you how to put all of this stuff into a macro to automate the process. Something else that I demonstrate in that course is how to use punch-copy-paste and punch-paste to add room tone to your ACX audiobook chapter. In other words, I show you step-by-step all of the tools in Audacity for ACX audiobook production from beginning to end, where we export as an MP3 to ACX. So if you're interested in that, check it out, audacitybootcamp.com. It's there for you if you'd like to enroll, and you can reach out to me if you have any questions about it. So this is it for Season 1 of the Audacity Channel podcast. Season 2, again, kicks off on March 1st, and that entire season is going to be dedicated to hardware, microphone, microphone technique, room conditioning, and hardware. I'm going to talk about the hardware that I use when I'm recording, and we're going to talk at length about microphone technique, microphone do's and don'ts, the type of microphones, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how to treat a room for good quality audio without breaking your budget. So I'll see you in Season 2, March 1st. It will drop, and we'll talk then. Bye.